very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to enjoy tonight's full interview and every program we have ever done, just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. And if you want to really give your life an upgrade, and I guarantee it, because he has given me an upgrade, go to SanitasRadio.com and take a listen. You won't be disappointed. And by the way, I want to thank all of the Veritas members who spent time with me at the Free Your Mind conference a few days ago. I really enjoyed meeting a lot of you. I had no idea that I was going to find so many Veritas people out there. I didn't even announced that I was going to be there, so I'm glad that I had a chance to spend time with you. Some I wasn't able to, we just said hello, but as you know, the lectures were great and we had to spend a lot of time listening to all those wonderful speakers. But for those of you who I had the pleasure to spend some time with, I hope I can do the same with the others in the future. Maybe we need to do a Veritas reunion or, or a convention in the future. Still working on that. Any ideas would be appreciated. By the way, coming soon... We have people that recommend us all the time. I was, as I was mentioning during the Free Your Mind conference, a lot of people recommend friends, relatives to join Veritas and Sanitas. And I want to find a way to reward you for that. So for that reason, I'm coming up with an affiliate program. So stay tuned, go to our website. And that way, when you recommend somebody, you will also receive a portion of that subscription. And to get in touch with me, you want to be a guest on this radio program, have questions, suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact button of our website. And tonight we discuss a plethora of topics, too many to mention here, but with a guest that we've never had before, but should have had before, and I'm sure it's not going to be his last appearance. Tonight's special guest is Marty Leeds. Marty Leeds is the author of four books and a new one that will be released sometime in 2016. He has many video lectures, series available for free on YouTube. Marty discusses a range of subjects from symbolism, numerology, astrology, Freemasonry, alchemy, and more. Marty has been a guest on many popular radio programs and has lectured throughout the United States and Canada. He's a musician, he has several records, and by the way, I've been listening to his music in the last couple of days, and I love it. His website is martyleets33.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Eugene, Oregon. And for the first time on Veritas, I would like to welcome Marty 
Leeds. Hello, Marty, and welcome to Veritas. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And by the way, may I use one of those songs for the uh, the uh, bumper music? Loved uh, 54 Days and many of the other songs. Absolutely. Yeah. Go, Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, Marty, you are one of those people I encountered while researching, and then I say, why haven't I been exposed to Marty before? And then the truth is, you contacted me us years ago, and I guess your message fell through the cracks. So nonetheless, better late than never. And I'm glad you are here today because I don't know where our conversation will take us, but I do know it will shatter some paradigms, and I will I will hope that it opens people's minds. Even though I'm sure lots of our listeners know who you are, there may be plenty who do not, since you're, this is your first time on Veritas. Give us some of your background beyond what I read on your bio. What brought you here today? Um, okay, well, I've been studying uh, lots of different subjects for quite a long time. Um, I mean, kind of the, the in a nutshell, the story of my trajectory anyway has been, you know, basically in my mid-20s, that sort of thing, I started asking a lot of like the bigger questions about our reality, about what I was doing here where I came from, where, you know, where I was going, why would the world seem so screwed up asking questions like, you know, is there a God and that sort of thing. And I was a very like scientifically minded person and, and, and still am very much so. Um, but, but my studies in the sort of hard sciences in the paradigm that's accepted now wasn't really giving me the answers that I was looking for. And so that ended up sort of careening me into a, a, a different kind of study. And that being focused more on, you know, the esoteric, the occult, symbolism, secret societies, conspiracy, um, that sort of stuff. And so ultimately that search um, kind of merged, it was like a, a merging of science and creativity. I, I was always a very creative guy, a songwriter, you know, writing poetry and, and things like that. And so I think a lot of that creative impulse sort of merged into my own studies and that just led me eventually to look into numbers because everything that I had learned from like all the masters, if you will, you know, like whatever, you know, what is it, the Plato or whatever, you know, all the people in our past that have sort of like given us uh, wisdom, you know, try to bequeath sure. us wisdom have said that numbers are this language. You know, if there's something going on in the world of numbers, that's very important. And what I ended up coming to find was that and how I've come to understand it anyway, and what I'm trying to teach is that numbers are a language of this creation. And that if you want to truly come to understand your creation, creation, meaning your role in it, what you're doing here, and that sort of thing, you have to come to learn to speak the language of the creation itself. And so, and with that language being numbers, you know, numbers and geometry. And so that's, that's where all of this sort of led to. And um, basically one night after studying sacred geometry quite a while, I was really heavily into numerology, sacred geometry, number symbolism, the qualities and uh, properties of numbers. Uh, one night I basically had this sort of flash or a little like mini revelation on pi. And that pi was this um, pi being the um, you know the ratio of a circle circumference to its diameter. Right. It's very um, very mysterious number, really very mysterious constant in mathematics. Had this sort of revelation on this that this this number was sort of a representation of the creation of our universe, and that because the creation of our universe, um, we can understand this numerically. We're going to see this 
it reflected in all sorts of things in our creation. And so that's where it kind of led. And then that spilled into language and, and yada, yada, yada. But basically, that's sort of the backstory and how I'm even speaking to you today. <laughs> well, the same thing happened to me years ago when I realized that the Fibonacci sequence is absolutely everywhere from the microcosm to the macrocosm. Has the Fibonacci also taken you by surprise? That was one of the things that allowed me to start to understand. And I think a lot of people get this when they get, you know, this feeling or understanding when they get into sacred geometry and numerology and, you know, just the study of number itself, that the Fibonacci sequence is, um, you know, it's evidence of intelligence. It's intel it's uh, evidence of order. It's an, it's evidence, in my opinion, of a, a creator. And so that was one of the things that really sort of, um, you know, it, it really kind of dumbfounded me that here I was learning the Fibonacci sequence on my own. Yet I asked my brother, who is a college graduate, had a lot of advanced math. We're talking advanced trig, advanced calculus, advanced, you know, th that sort of thing. And he had never even heard of the Fibonacci sequence. He had He didn't know anything about it. You know, and he and this is a college, you know, graduate. So that that was one of the things that really kind of struck me. It was like, here, here's the simple ratio that a child can understand that it's, you know, your human body's built on it, flowers are built on it, you know, rivers meander, you know, that sort of thing with the Fibonacci sequence or the golden mean, golden spiral. Um, kind of a strange bedfellows there. But, um, you know, this is one of the things that allowed me to understand that, yeah, there's there's order. And not only there's order and architecture and intelligence with creation, but you can come to understand it yourself, that human beings somehow are given the intelligence and the ability to actually go and understand this, you know. So I remember years ago, I saw a 13-year-old student replicating a tree. He was trying to find energy energy via solar panels and he looked at a tree and said you know the trees have a fibonacci sequence what if i create an artificial tree with solar panels and he was able to maximize solar power that way that's when i started finding where fibonacci is in our hands in our body and in everywhere in 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 flowers you name it mm -hmm. and that's that i actually know what you're talking about there too it's really interesting that you know in in one respect when you look at what that kid was doing is what he was doing was aligning himself with the intelligence of creation itself which in my opinion is a creator you know a great spirit if you will and so when you align yourself with that the wisdom is going to come out of the thing in and of itself you know um and that's kind of what i've learned with my own study I always repeat this like ad nauseum sometimes, but that, that I'm not that intelligent of a guy, but that somehow when you study numbers and things like that, you allow this, the intelligence of the creation itself to roll through you. And when I look back at, when I look back and I look forward actually at all of the things that um, the videos I've produced and, and the books and things like that, every sort of like flash or little revelation or moment of clarity was something that just popped out of you know it's just i mean I'm, I'm a musician and a lot of times you sit down and you'll you'll strum a guitar and you'll get nothing you'll get nothing you'll get nothing and then all of a sudden bam this uh, this riff or this this chord progression or this idea will just spring out of it and that's the same thing with numbers for me it's like you st when i've studied numbers it was like you know you just study it and something will come out of it something that you weren't expecting at all um, there's this uh, there's this great quote it's by w e dubois i think is his name and it says when you have mastered numbers, you will no longer be reading numbers any more than when you read w read words when you're reading books. You will be reading meanings. 
And that's really what it is for me that, you know, when you study math and I read math now, you're reading meaning, you know, read meanings of this creation, not just cold, dead, dry artifacts of some cosmic hiccup as, as we're taught in our uh, current scientific paradigm. You know, and the force, the catalyst, the motivation of this radio program is finding answers. The primordial questions are the foundation of, of this program. Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? And we can go to a shaman, a priest, a rabbi, a pastor, you name it, and they will tell us their version. And all we have left is a belief or faith. And we don't want to believe. We want to know. In order to, to know, we must find ourselves the truth without a guru telling us. Or, or as Joseph, Joseph Campbell says, I don't have to. I don't have to have faith. I have experience. What's your take on that? That's what it's all about for me. Um, when I went into this study, I mean, I was, I'm an autodidact. I grew up, you know, listening to the misfits and Sam Hain and black flag and the dead Kennedys and shit. You know, I mean, I yeah. was always a very rebellious sort of kid. And so that, you know, when I, when it came time to actually starting to understand spiritual concepts, starting to understand uh, and question science, being the foundation of science, being mathematics, I took a very rebellious approach to it. And I realized that, you know, I have to come to understand this stuff myself. I can't go to a guru or a shaman or a sage or a priest and have them tell me about my world because no one knows it better than I do. And so when I teach this stuff, I try to the best, the best way I can anyway, try to relay the information the best way I can and then tell people that, look, you have to take it on your own. If you're coming to me for answers, you, you know, that's the first mistake you made. You know, I'm not saying I don't have some things to share. I really believe I do. Um, I believe that these things are infinitely important, infinitely important. But at the same time, I'm not the guy with the answers. Everyone, every single person has their own answers. And I think that anyone that's saying anything else than that, in my opinion, is just full of shit. And speaking of music, judging by some of the bands you mentioned, am I correct in saying that you probably grew up in the 90s? I did. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was born in 1979. So, okay. Uh, okay. So yeah. yeah, but I also detect classic rock in, in your music. So you are obviously aware of the music before the '90s and music after the '90s. You know where I'm coming from. Have you seen a huge difference in the music industry after 1989, 1990? Um, you know, I don't know. I just have a. I'm sort of like a um, just a music fanatic in in one way. Especially getting older now, you know, it's like I've had so many. I've listened to so many different genres from classical to classic rock to country to Americana to funk. You know, and so I, I, I yeah. So I appreciate all of those. You know, all of those genres of music. Um, is there like maybe a degradation in music? I don't know. I, I guess I would say yeah, but that might just be me being 37 years old saying, <laughs> oh, these kids these days don't know how to play rock and roll. You know? <laughs> well, I'm referring to what happened, what allegedly happened in 1990, I believe, when somebody from the music industry went actually to Beverly Hills and met with, uh, you probably have heard this story, met with uh, a, a lot of people from the industry. And, and uh, he had a, a person coming from what was going to be the new prison industrial complex and at the time all the prisons were were government owned and then all of a sudden we have the advent of the prison industrial complex it became privatized it's publicly traded in the you know various exchanges financial exchanges around the, the the nation and probably the world and they said we need your help because in order for us to fill these jails 
these prisoners. And by the way, you, people may be thinking, well, why are you bringing this up? Well, because I, th- I know Marty has a huge spectrum of topics, and he's a musician. I want to get pick his brain. So he told all these music industry leaders that he needed his help in order to fill these jails. And uh, now the, the more inmates we have, the more money the prison industrial complex makes. And that's why crime was glamorized in the 90s. And we see this huge spike in terms of the prison population. Your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the backstory there, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, I mean, there definitely was that. Um, and I think Speaking of, uh, we, we talked a little bit before the show, but you were just at Free Your, the Free Your Mind conference in Philadelphia. Yes, right. I don't, th- I, th- I don't think Lennon Honor was there, but I believe he was slated to go. But this is something that he covers very, very well. I think he was looking at NWA and how they were really glamorized in the early '90s there, and it was all about, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, domestic abuse and you know all of that sort of thing, you know, the glamorization of drugs and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, a, definitely a theory you could, you know speculating on. I haven't really looked into it, but I wouldn't doubt it, you know. Well, speaking of the Fear of My Conference, there was somebody there who discussed exactly this topic, and he will be a, a guest in the next few weeks, Mark Devlin. Hello, Mark from the UK. He wrote a, an excellent book. I forgot the title right here, uh, but it's it's dealing. It's a very lengthy book, but it's the whole thing we're discussing here, how music now is, is becoming more of a mind control tool. And, you know, that's very concerning to me. You know, this is actually a really good point um, because any medium or any media can be used as a mind control tool, which doesn't mean necessarily that it's, you know, uh, evil or good, you know. And I think this is a really important point. So is music used for it? Absolutely. Are, are movies used for it? Absolutely. Is the, you know, the the Super Bowl and all the major sporting events, are those used for mass mind control? Absolutely. You know, does that necessarily mean that football is a bad thing or that, you know, you know, uh, you know music is bad? Not necessarily. This is... Um, this is something that I actually uh, – a, a main point like, that I like try to relate to people about um, looking at some of the subjects that I talk about being you know, gematria and numerology and the secret societies and things like that is that not all of this stuff, it was the, – the, the impetus behind it or the catalyst behind it was to, for evil things, you know, for evil purposes or, or, or malintent. Um, a lot of these things can have good intentions and be used – for malicious things, you know what I mean? And so that that includes everything from the music, the language, the symbols, um, organizations, it's in and of itself, being secret societies or religions, um, you know, the political landscape, you can get a bunch of people that get together with, uh, you know, uh, good intentions in the beginning. And then what can happen after a while? You know, the cockroaches can get in. And so this is something that I really I try to stress with people when coming to look at some of the things that I'm presenting is that you need to be a little bit tempered. You need to be reasoned because it's so easy to just yell, you know, if like you look at a Freemason symbol or you look at the Star of David or something like that, you say, ah, a devil, you know, that's where the Satanists are. You know, and we and what I try to bring to the table is we have to be very, very careful with that because I, I, I as I've come to see that when doing that, you tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, and that, um, you know, there, there's there's so much good in, in a lot of this stuff and it gets overlooked because it's so easy to just have, uh, you know, uh, to scream, you know, there's the devil, there's Satan, there's the, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And by the way, Mark Devlin's book is Musical Truth. Highly recommended. I, I kind of glanced through it when I was there. But absolutely what you're saying is, you know, I was thinking when you were saying Freemasonry, I was thinking, 
how, why is it so demonized? Is it because it, uh, in the, the, the impression, the perception people have of Freemasonry is that it's a secret club where people tend to discuss certain things and you get to be a 33rd degree Mason. And Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.